Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. I am back with JC. Wendy, it's a pleasure. You know, I've, I had a burning question from that first episode. I'm going to hold on to it for a little bit later. I think it's uh, it's going to be interesting to hear from Phil on that one. But I've got a ton of stats and some good stuff for you here in episode two. Yeah, well, we want to jump right in and talk about, you know, metrics, measurable metrics. They drive business decisions. That may not always been the case, but I think people have really learned from that. What are your thoughts on that, Phil? Meaningful metrics, uh, you know, uh, love them, got to have them. And uh, like you mentioned, they're not always easy to get, uh, especially in, in the, the uh, uh, employee space, uh, partly because uh, the, uh, well, uh, the, if you look at the stats that have been collected by the Gallup poll organization over the last 15 years or so, you, you, uh, they really brought to light the, the big difference between a disengaged employee and an engaged employee. So uh, we, when we look at our employee expense metrics, uh, the same dollar spent on disengaged employees look the same as engaged employees. Oh. So it can't be as simple as just getting your arms around what you spend, right? That you got to look at the outputs. Yeah, that's a really good, uh, really good point because if you're just looking at some data points or you know a data sheet. You're just scratching your head going, what's going wrong here? But you're not diving into uh, surveys, statistics, reviews, feedback, saying, okay, is this employee highly engaged or highly disengaged? And let's face it, we know from Gallup that most employees in the workplace, we'll just stick with the United States for right now, but are highly disengaged, but yeah. they're just as expensive as the rest of the folks. And there was a, a stat here that I think JC pulled together. It could have been me. I have no idea <laughs> at this point whether HR and CFL work together, which we were just talking about, or separate. Uh, Eighty About 80% of operating expenses are tied to people. Yikes. That's right. And uh, every number really on, on the income statement and balance sheet, you could tie back to uh, people's decisions, performance, uh, you know, uh, financial statements are people driven. So if you go ahead, JC. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, although not everything in HR is easily measurable, having a good relationship with the CFO can provide opportunities to expand the use of metrics. So for example, HR can collaborate with the CFO to determine how a new benefits program or compensation adjustments affect employee retention and engagement. Does increased employee retention assist the organization in retaining and winning more customers? Could you measure multiple returns on HR investments in oh. some cases, Mr. Phil? Yes. You know, uh, generally it's uh, understood that uh, the cost to retain uh, a, a employee is uh, far less than the cost to acquire a new one. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Then you know, I'll, I'll point to the fact that it can't be black and white because we all know there are employees that we don't want to retain. If we uh, all, if we have disengaged uh, employees not up to the job, they can't get it, one or can't do it. Uh, uh, employee retention is not the be all end all stat. Those are the ones we wish would find a, a better place elsewhere. Uh, we want to retain the right employees. And right. most importantly, have the uh, right key people in the right seats, which, by the way, is my favorite metric. <laughs> I've got some on that coming up momentarily. But before then, from the perspective of a CFO, the percentage of right people in key seats is significant because we know that the people on your team are responsible for the results reported on your financial statements. We know that the percentage of right people in key seats provides a lens through which to examine the plethora of metrics that your CFO can provide. In other words, you can add objectivity to the calculation, the percentage of right people in key seats, by combining the CFO's plethora of metrics with subjective questions-based approach. Now, talking about the subjective questions-based approach, is it true, for example, that growth metrics can help you determine if you have the right people in your sales leadership position? Yeah, well, uh, another gray area that... Uh, yeah, that's what I was just going to say, too. <laughs> it takes an experienced CFO to... Uh, our experienced uh, leaders to really uh, get work through. You know, because uh, not all sales growth uh, is sustainable. It's not all sales growth is profitable. Uh, the best flavor of sales growth is the kind that's uh, high margin and mm-hmm. a high uh, retention on the customer side, right? If you can win those... Uh, that's how you build your future. So uh, this is where I think experienced talent, both in the finance and HR side, is so critical because through experience, we learn how to recognize uh, the uh, true uh, good numbers, uh, good metrics from those that might look good because maybe corners are cut or uh, uh, things are overlooked. Uh, really, the, the, it takes uh, a team building uh, quality products, services, uh, creating positive customer experiences, creating leaders, uh, doing all the right things. You know, uh, that's what the, the metrics need to try to extract, not just uh, the simplified uh, uh, revenue poor employee or, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. cost type numbers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I get, when I'm talking to someone, whether my client, my potential client, or just somebody that's asking for advice, you know, one of the first metrics that I ask is about turnover rate, right? And and it's never black and white of, well, this is the reason why you're not paying more and you're not doing this, you're not doing that because there's, we're human. And it, it, there's so many numbers and data points involved from what are you paying them in, in relation to what your competitors are paying them. But then you could be paying, uh, I don't want to say low wage because that would be awful, but you could be paying an average wage and have an amazing culture and amazing benefits and maybe not killing them with overtime. And many people, many in my friend group, uh, me as well, say, you know what, I'm going to get rid of projects or jobs or, in my case, clients who are so time consuming but not adding any revenue. And then all of a sudden I have a quality of life. And I would want that for my clients' employees, too, as an HR consultant. So there's there's so many things that it's just not crystal clear. And I think a lot of HR people or just non-CFO type people, we get confused by it. It's overwhelming. 
you know, where, where are the stats coming from and what's right, what's wrong? And as you've already said several times, well, that's a gray area. <laughs> well, you know, there's two sides to, to a lot of coins. And, uh, you know, years and years ago, I mean, if you remember theory, theory X, theory Y uh, management, you know, you focus on results, you focus on people, you want to find the leaders that can do both. This really points to why the CFO and the HR leader need to really uh, bring each other's perspectives together. Uh, the fi- CFO w- w- is in a great position to see the financial outcomes from the various functions of the business. So we're going to have our uh, filtered uh, bias on the, the performance level to help answer the question, do we have the right people in the key seats? But we also know that people uh, join companies, they leave bosses. Uh, HR knows uh, where do we have uh, poor leadership driving talent to people outside the organization. And that valuable perspective needs to be part of the discussion of do we have the right people in the, in the key seats. And to compound on that, more than a third of U.S. workers intend to leave their jobs in 2023, with nearly three quarters saying that they would consider leaving if the right opportunity arose. Employees who are engaged in the workplace are 87% less likely to quit and company purpose is an important component of that engagement. Unfortunately, 22% of employees are completely disconnected from the purpose of their company. And, you know, I think this is where the CFO and the HR leader can be the solution. If you think about it, there's probably no one in the organization that talks to more frontline people across the organization than HR. And there's probably no one that talks to more of the functional leaders than the CFO. Uh, If... Uh, the uh, we combine our perspectives and uh, uh, information uh, together. Uh, we can be that connecting force that gets the uh, uh, feedback from the uh, front lines filtered up to the, to the uh, sea level, so we can make better decisions and, more importantly, engage the workforce by uh, really listening to them and factoring in uh, what their observations and maybe even good ideas for how we can. Uh, uh, gain competitive edges. Uh, that's, I think, how you create engagement. And uh, I think it's just by the CFO and the HR leader uh, combi- com- uh, having more frequent, meaningful conversations with each other so that we can uh, uh, share what we're hearing at all levels across the organization together. Agree. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to episode two of our five-part series on the CHRO and CFO working together to achieve business goals. Next up, we're going to cover integrated finance and HR tech systems. Ooh, fun technology. I bet you there's AI involved in that. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.